According to the ETA, businesses pay over $136 billion a year in credit card interchange fees. While we don't know exactly how much of that is coming from the construction industry, it's not segmented like that to my knowledge. But if you think about how often you use your credit card to order a new truck of concrete, rent that skid steer, or get paid via card from the homeowner, one can guess that that dollar amount is significant. I'm Jonathan Kozlowski, and today's episode of the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, features my interview with Kurt Benjamin, CEO of CardX West. He explains the complicated world behind credit card surcharges and the complexities in surcharge compliance. In other words, we're unpacking how to simplify the issues behind the credit card surcharging and save you some money every day. Trust me, Kurt does a far better job at explaining it than I. We begin with him explaining card interchange and card processing fees. You know, you, you get to look at it, you kind of look at it sort of one way is, is how how Visa, you know, uh, makes its money, right? So the card holder, the card holder, card holder, excuse me, pays a merchant, say a hundred dollars to buy a product. Okay. The merchant benefits from the use of a credit card with a higher sales with with, with with higher sales volume and needs to compensate the issuer and the card network for providing the payment service, right? So the acquiring back bank, right, who's going to acquire that debt sets a fee with the merchant called the merchant discount fee. Then the acquiring bank keeps approximately 25 cents as the acquiring markup and $1.75 is paid to the issuing bank as the interchange fee. And then there's the merchant discount fee which should cover the interchange fee. So the interchange fee is set by the card network because it's less efficient for each issuing bank to negotiate fees with each merchant that it deals with. So then there's a card, then the card network sets up the network assessments and fees with each bank. This gets confusing. Which pays the card network for services every month. For example, Visa charges, you know, um, an 11% assessment plus a 19.5 cent usage fee for every swipe or a 0.0019.5 usage fee for every swipe. So then the cardholders pay issuing banks for their services. And, you know, why should issuing banks be compensated? Because issuing banks pay merchants even if the cardholder fails to pay the issuer, right? There's, you know, there's insurance, you know, and the issuer pays the merchant before the card holder, before the cardholder pays the issuer. So, you know, when you buy something with a credit card, right, the merchant gets paid before the credit card holder has paid his bill. And then the issuer has other operating costs, including managing customer accounts and providing statements and fraud detection and risk management and other settlement and stuff. So I know that was a very complicated way of explaining it, but I would also say that, you know, when you look at the fee associated with a contractor 
in this industry, in the asphalt or concrete or industry, accepting a credit card, right? Um, you know, there are other things tied to that interchange fee. That is reward miles, um, hotel loyalty points, uh, travel loyalty points, uh, access to lounges at airports, um, affinity relationships and discounts at retailers across America. So um, what Cardex did essentially, you know, was we went to the Supreme Court and we said, wait, wait a minute, why are businesses paying these fees? Because, well, think about it. If I'm a cement contractor, by example, or an asphalt contractor, yeah, and I'm pouring your foundation, right? You could pay me, and and I and I give you a bid of twenty five thousand dollars, and you're going to make me three payments over this pour, right? Um, or two payments. Let's call it twelve thousand five hundred per payment. Sure. Um, and that's my bid. You could pay me by check, which does is going to have very little impact on my business. You could pay me by ACH, which is going to have very little impact on my business. You can pay me by debit card, which is going to have very little impact on my business. Now, we already know that I operate on a fairly thin margin. I've got to buy my cement. I got my truck. I got my insurance. I got my driver. When you pull out that American Express card, all of a sudden, which I have to give you the opportunity to use, all of a sudden my impact is significantly, my margin is significantly impacted. But I have to accept that. So what do I do? And what did the Supreme Court recognize that I do? I increase my costs because I bake that in because I know that I'm going to be accepting a certain percentage of, of, of my transactions via credit card. So um, I, I increase my cost over time. And as the interchange rate associated with these cards go up, goes up, I have to continue to increase my cost. So what's the effect? Well, the effect is that guy who wrote me the check and the guy that wrote, gave me the ACH and the guy that used his debit card, which again, those are all low impact on my business. They keep having to pay more to subsidize the guy who's using his credit card. How, 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 why would they be paying more? Like, like because, customer, uh, debit card know, customer. Cause is... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pay. Okay. So, so I'm going to quote a price. I don't know how you're going to pay. So I'm going to quote you a price. And then if you pull out a credit card, all of a sudden my margins impacted. Or I can say to you, could you please pay me by ACH or check or wire? or debit card. And if you say, no, I, I want to use my credit card. I want my points. If I get into the conversation of saying, Hey, well, if I take your credit card, I'm going to add a, a 3.5% or a 3% or a 4% fee. Now I'm breaking the law. And in April visa launched a task force to go after companies who are doing that. 
So you can't like when I go to a store and I see, oh, there's a card processing fee for like a dollar twenty-five or something like that. You, there's co- contractors can't do that same thing. Absolutely. And say, not. okay, there's a charge for you using your credit card. Absolutely not. And, and and the reason they can't do that is, I mean, they can do that through our platform. They've got to do it in a compliant way. But what what's happened? is you've got, and specifically in the contracting industry, but many others as well, they, they, when the rules changed, they believed, oh, well, I can add a fee. Well, you can add a fee, but you have to add that fee following state, federal, and car brand rules. Yeah. Two primary components, John, of following those rules are one, you cannot profit, and number two, you cannot add a fee on a debit card. So let's talk about those two things. You cannot profit. So how do I avoid profiting from, let's just call it surcharging on uh, accepting a a rewards-based credit card, okay? Well, there's 400,000 plus different types of credit cards in circulation. They have different... NBA and MLB and NHL and MLS, you know, baseball, football, basketball logos that you're all paying licensing fees to those licensing entities. They've got different reward programs from hotels, as we discussed, and and airlines. So they all have different interchange rates. There's about 425 different interchange rates. Oh. For every card, right? So... You're going to take a card. How are you going to know the interchange rate of that card? So how are you going to know what to charge? So, and then if somebody's giving you a card and you're not processing it, your office is taking that card. So it's a not present transaction, what we call card not present. And it happens to be a debit card. Now you're in federal violations of the Durban Amendment. And now you're processing a card and you're charging a fee on a debit card. And that's a big no-no. Yeah, you're violating uh, numerous rules. And these are very, very draconian fines that can eventually um, extinguish your ability to accept credit cards. You can be blacklisted. If I may, let me step in here for a second. Each state has different compliance laws. Like we said, this was complicated. During our interview, Kurt shares this map of the U.S. states from 2013, with 40 of them filled in. He tells me that Card X were the primary contributors to an amicus brief filing that eventually forced the card brands to change their rules, allowing businesses like yourselves to be able to charge a fee. 40 states accepted the laws. Since then, Cardex has been working with the governments of the 10 remaining to sponsor various bills and get those states, quote unquote, on board, if you will. So far, that map of 40 has changed. There's two states yet to accept, Connecticut and Massachusetts. Okay, enough of me. Let's get back to Kurt. What it is, John, is it's it's an argument of... of something that has been terribly unfair. And like I described before, um, 
people that pay with cash, people that pay with 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 debit cards or lower cost interchange, a lower cost interchange form of payment, or an ACH, are being adversely affected by the credit card usage because businesses have to increase their costs to the consumer to absorb credit card fees. Yeah. And uh, and 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 so this separation of the interchange rate um, allows businesses to be able to survive and, and earn a margin now and give their clients choice. So compliance requires disclosure. And this is a very key element, right? So when you enter your name and your card number, our technology recognizes that it's a Visa credit or a Visa debit card. In this case, it's a credit. So, so here it says to cover the cost of credit card acceptance, we pass on a 3.5% card fee. This fee is not more than the cost of accepting these cards. There is no fee for debit. Now, in this case, the merchant, this is your subtotal in tax. Mm -hmm. This is your card fee. So this is the total sale that would be reflected on the customer's statement, but it would also be the decision of the customer to accept that. Or they might pull out their debit card and enter their debit card right here. This would automatically zero out, and this would become 100 even. In Okay? Now, in this particular case, 100 ends up into the bank account of our client the next morning. 350 comes to us. We pay Visa. We cover all the taxes. We cover all the PCI charges. All the fees that these clients, these uh, contractors are being charged, and many of them are what we call junk fees today. The processing business has been a woefully non-transparent industry. Contractors, restaurateurs, doctors, lawyers, hospitals are charged junk fees every day. They, they amount to nothing, literally. They're just, they're fees that are just put in there to generate revenue for processors and for ISOs or independent sales organizations selling processing services. God, how is that illegal? <laughs> it, it, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. Sure. Um, you can charge any, some, you can charge anybody, anything you want, you know, um, what we do is a completely transparent way of eliminating fees for businesses and disclosing to consumers that they have choice in order to do it. You have to follow the two primary rules. Again, you cannot profit. This is all you can take is your cost of goods and services. You cannot profit here as the business. We can as a processor. So after we pay Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover, if there's anything left, after we operate our business, provide you the technology, billing portals, all the different things that we provide the business, then we will make money. In certain cards that have high interchange, we don't. But across the spectrum of all the cards that are in circulation, we do. 
That's how we make our money. And we use that technology to optimize that interchange rate. So in like a contractor's situation, um, the job might be, you know, t- you know, $25,000. Um, like I think we, uh, had an example earlier. Um, and if the owner, whether that be residential or commercial wants to pay by a credit card, it would be that percentage fee automatically taken care of onto the bill the contractor wouldn't have to really worry about it because it's already been taken care of by uh, the, the Carter West technology. Yeah. Yep. And the car. Yeah, exactly. The contractor's uh, fees, two things happen to the, to the contractor, his fees for accepting credit card go to zero. Right. Okay. They drop to zero. Um, and his, um, his his compliance, he has complete compliance. And we're the only company, in fact, that can indemnify him uh, from all state, federal, card brand issues. All right. Because he's not collecting the interchange. So that's the unique thing that we've done by being the first to market by being the company that innovated this industry, by being the company that started with the Supreme Court filings and then went to the states. Um, In Kansas, we're recognized as the only compliant platform. In Oklahoma, the same. Colorado, uh, you know, again, the reason we took this path is, you know, we believed in this industry enough. We believed in our, in our, and in the conviction that we took, um, uh, and and businesses enough and consumers enough to understand that this is fair, this is balanced, this is a level playing field. Look, we, this is a, look, do you remember in 2000, 2007, during the financial crisis, airlines were running on very thin margins. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They added baggage fees. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember and, back when they were not charging that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The United Airlines said, hey, we're charging a baggage fee. So think about that. I'm going to go buy a ticket, but I can't take my bags with me. I got to pay for my bags, right? This is not even as extreme as that. This, this is, look, you can pay me by an ACH and you can pay me by a debit card and I'll cover all those costs. But I, what I can't cover is your frequent flyer miles and your access to the Centurion Lounge and the airports of your choice. To, you know, that's just a bit much because I have to raise everyone else's prices to absorb yours. You're asking me for a discount. And the problem is that brings up another issue which is something that processors have done that don't have the technology that we have and don't have the, you know, and can't get around the patents that we filed. So they said, Oh, we'll we'll do something called cash discounting. Cash discounting is frowned upon by most AGs across the country, attorney generals, because in order to compliantly cash discount, 
you need to post all of the things that you offer and provide a cash and a credit price for each one of them posted. I need to see everything you offer, a cash and a credit price, right? Um, and, and, and everything needs to be explained clearly and at every step of the way. So for example, if you do business with Cardex, whether you're using a terminal, an invoice, paying through e-commerce or on a mobile phone, you are prompted with an opportunity to have a non-surchargeable payment method. So you know you can pay that $1,000 bill for a thousand bucks, or you can pay it for 1,035 and get your reward points. The only thing a merchant pays when using Cardex, when using our service is for debit cards. And, he, and that's it. And sure. that's 1%. Sure, I, I wouldn't imagine that um, an owner would be really using their debit card for like a $1.5 million high rise project. No, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's interesting that you bring it up because that's the part of the industry that that um, we don't see credit card usage. Where you do see credit card usage is when that contractor is going to buy tools, supplies, equipment, and other things. Yeah. Where we do is, I'll give you an example of, of some places that we do. So here is a daily report of a company. So this is a business called 404 Concrete. They're in... Uh, they're in um, Atlanta, in the 404. All right. Okay. So on the 4th of August, they did $25,764.84. He did $20,897.58 in credit card sales, $5,718.80 in debit card sales this day, for a total sales of $26,000. 616.38. His credit card fees uh, is 706.34, which customers pay these fees when they choose credit card. And then below it was $145.20 in fees from the debit card for the total savings that day of 706,034 cents. That makes sense? I think so. Yeah. I mean, for the contractors out there listening, um, I think they would probably be over the moon hearing about how they <laughs> could potentially save 700 bucks a day. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, this is just, that's just one day. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, th this guy, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, every single day, 404, here, here, I'm going to bring up another one. Um, here's another day. But once again, the, 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 the bid was, you know, the dollar amount and that fee isn't like taking away from that bid number. It's just no. taking care of. Yeah. Heck no. And, and you see this one, do you see this is 404 concrete again? Yeah. And he did 43,000. He did 34,000 in credit, 10,000 in debit. 
this owner is paying two different ways. No, what happened me, what happened here is in this day, he did a total of $43,000 in transactions. Some people paid by credit, some people paid by debit. Okay. Okay. On this day, do you see what he saved? Wow. 1,173.12 that day. Do the math over the year. He'll save over a quarter of a million. That goes right to his net margin. Think about college educations, trucks, employees. And, and, and by the way, this happens every single day. Wow. So how is... How no, is it actually, can, can, I explain these, the savings, because if the fee is never actually being taken away from the contractor, how is the, the contractor saving that money? Because the contractor shouldn't be paying that fee. That's a fee for the, the owner. Because before, what happened was 404 Concrete would take the card. Yeah. Right? The contractor would take the card and absorb the fee, he'd eat the fee. They'd eat the fee because they didn't know how the person was going to pay, like you explained, right. okay. And, and now they're sending them, a, a, they we're giving them a ton of technology that allows them to take payment, detect fraud, do all these different things. And when the people make the payment, they have a choice. They can pay by credit, debit, and, and now we have an integrated ACH, right? And they, if they want to pay by credit, then there's a disclosure that says they're going to pay the 3.5%. Most, as you can see, do. Otherwise, they're going to increase the cost. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm getting some miles out of that. I'm getting those health hotel points and all those Absolutely. other rewards. But that's on uh, on the owner's. Exactly. That's the owner's and decision. Just, yeah. And by the way, if you think about 404 Concrete as a ready-mix supplier, who are they supplying to? Other who? contractors. Exactly. So the consumer is always going to use a credit card. He's going to take the points. Not a big deal. And if he doesn't want to and he wants to save $30, $40, 50 whatever, uh, then he will. Mm -hmm. But But – 404 Concrete is pouring concrete for a concrete contractor. The concrete contractor wants to use his credit card, right? Because he's going to get points. He's going to bill his customer, right? So if he's paying a surcharge, he's just putting it into his bill. There's, yeah. no, fr there's no friction. Yeah. Well, because... That would make fiscal sense. I mean, otherwise right. I would just start eating to your bottom line. Right. <laughs> but, but more importantly, more importantly, what's what, what the chain effect that we see is that contractors go, wait a minute, this is great. Uh, you know, in this case, they're calling Ron and going, Ron, what company are you using? You know, and we're getting calls and they're saying, and then they start and they're bringing us on so they can start to surcharge because the fact of the matter is there's no contractor, there's no business in America that should automatically eat the interchange from credit card users. It, 
it's not fair that they do so. We talked about interchange Mm -hmm. and we talked about interchange um, has risen. It goes up every April and every October. So that means all our contractors, we're talking about contractors today, but all businesses are affected by rising interchange rates that go up every, that go up twice a year. So this is a moving target, right? So um, theoretically, that means that the business is losing margin twice a year, or it's having to increase its costs twice a year, unless it does what we tell them here. Do they only increase or do they ever like fluctuate like all the the other markets? uh, Well, it's gone up. This 77% that you see right now is actually 82%. So it's gone up 82% since 2012. So whatever down fluctuation it's had, it finds itself back up. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know what, what they say, what goes up must come down. Well, what comes down must go up in this world. Yeah. Right. So, um, so after the work that we did um, at the Supreme Court level, under the card brand rules, businesses are able to charge the cardholder percentage fee. However, strict compliance of state now federal and card brand rules uh, are what play a big role here. And it makes it very hard for merchants to do themselves and it makes it impossible for their existing merchant processors to do it. And we are the only company in the U.S. that can indemnify these 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 clients. And in fact, I talked about the lack of transparency in the merchant processing industry. Well, it's so true. Um, in fact, they bury in their paperwork that you're indemnifying them. So if you called your current processor, they might tell you, oh, John, we'll show you how to add a fee. Well, they could show you how to add a fee but they're going to require that you you indemnify them. They might not be able to do it compliantly. Hmm. In fact, they can't because you're going to be collecting that fee into your merchant account. You don't want to collect that fee in your merchant account. All you want is 100% of the cost of your goods and services. Sure. That's all you want. Yeah. And that's where that task force that was created in April uh, comes into play. So in April this year, Visa crafted a memo about non-compliant surcharging and began to pressure acquirers to provide additional information that would allow them to better enforce their rules. And this is a screenshot um, because it was sent to a particular company um, of the primary message from Memo. So Visa has been conducting random on-site audits of merchants across the United States and continues to find many of them in violation of one or more of the following Visa core rules and Visa product and service rules related to surcharging, U.S. credit card surcharge requirements, U.S. region and U.S. territories, notification of intent to assess surcharges, uh, U.S. region and U.S. territories, and discount offer, U.S. region and U.S. territories. The primary issues were surcharges were assessed on debit card transactions, which is a federal issue, surcharge uh amounts exceed cost of acceptance or super cap volumes. This goes to a technology issue, which we only solve. 
surcharge disclosure signage violations. This is something we provide and put in place for all of our clients. Um, merchant was not registered with Visa prior to commencing surcharging. This is something that we do for all of our clients. Um, and then non-compliant deployment of cash discounting, which I mentioned earlier. Almost impossible to comply with that. Um, and then it talks below about, you know, you have, you, these companies have 60 days to comply with the letter uh, and to conduct internal reviews and to complete and return the attached form. In addition, each acquirer is expected to disclose names of registered ISOs and are offered surcharging, discounting merchants and other website addresses so that Visa can confirm compliance um, related to surcharging. No response received. The first non-compliance assessment of $25,000 shall be assessed or specified in the general non-compliance assessment schedule rule. I mean, we've we've now seen numerous companies and processors assessed fines of draconian nature. Mm -hmm. So it's the the adding of fees is something you just don't do. You stick with a platform that one can indemnify you. That that should be every business's requirement. Can you indemnify me? If they bobble at the question, say thank you very much. Pleasure talking to you. <laughs> because you know what one $25,000 fine can look like. And your business requires uh, the ability to accept credit cards. So if you lose the right to accept credit cards, you know, that, that, that can be devastating. Yeah. I mean, the world is already, you know, troubled as it is. I mean, there's everything's getting more expensive. Everything's getting more troubled and troubled, troubled. Everybody wants to pay by credit cards. hundred percent. Credit card usage is going up. And, and by the way, I will tell you this that I haven't mentioned to you, all the contractors out there, um, you know, the reason why we're, you know, our, our platform is so popular is, you know, credit card, you can take a check, you can take an ACH. Credit card, you actually get funded overnight. So if somebody pays you at 5 p.m., that money is in your account the next morning. So your access to your funds and your cash flow occurs quicker through a platform like ours. Now, not all processors operate that way. Some hold your money for two or three days. We don't, but that's an attribute. So not only are you no longer paying fees for your work, mm -hmm. your hard work, but you're accessing your capital quick. That being said, we're not about a traditional payment gateway. We, we're not about people swiping cards. We're about businesses getting access to their money in the most efficient way. So if at the end of the day, people see our options and use a debit card, great, we've cut your costs 66 or a third percent. If they use ACH, great, we've cut your costs 95%. If they write you a check or pay you cash, we've cut your cost 100%. That makes us happy. We've strengthened your business. If they use credit card, wonderful. We're both happy. Do you guys like attend any construction uh, expo, trade show type of things, conferences? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are 
any um, upcoming ones that we might be able to find yet? Yeah. In fact, I'm at a conference in Dallas um, that is around plumbing HVAC. Um, uh, I've got conferences being set up around restoration. I, I definitely want to get involved in more. I, I want to find out the conferences in asphalt and ready mix uh, because um, what we're doing and what I found in ready mix and, and asphalt and this is that uh, the way that you guys do business and the cards and that you take in the card mixes, uh, the amount of money that I can save the businesses is amazing. It's, it's unprecedented. And so I'm going after the industry in a very, very big way. Where can my readers, where can listeners find Cardex West at? Yeah. Well, first of all, they can find it at cardexwest.com. Um, that's C-A-R-D-X West.com. And, uh, they have our, our, our eight, seven, seven number there and can reach us. Um, they can also reach me directly at Kurt K-U-R-T at Cardex West. Um, and our whole staff here, a team of people here to serve them that they call. Um, I can also be reached directly uh, at 310-713-5533. Um, but at the Cardex site, we have our, uh, our all of our numbers there and we can be reached anytime. That about does it for this episode. I'd like to thank Kurt Benjamin of Cardax West again for taking the time to talk with us. And of course, you for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Please subscribe and share with your friends. Until next time, stay safe out there.